This episode is being brought to you by our sponsors at Brown Liquor Cocktail Company. Brown Liquor Cocktail Company specializes in high-spirited events centered around the craft of cocktail. Hello, hello, you came back, episode eight. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get into this with you. We are in such a place and climate and history right now where we are learning to talk about our feelings. We are learning how to communicate and identify the things that could be emotional trauma or things that have kept us from being our best self and flourishing. I have Jacquez Holloway here. We are talking about daddy issues. I am so excited to share this with you all. And hopefully through our uh, conversation about healing and growth, you find something for yourself. Thank you so much for coming. This is Memoirs on Winging It. I'm your host, Michaela Kyles, episode eight. Let's go. Hello. Thank you all for coming back. I am always shocked and amazed that you take the time to come back but here we are again i'm so excited uh this episode is near and dear to my heart a lot of the times um people have been asking me like oh you haven't really talked about your dad like you've only been talking about mom so this episode is entitled daddy issues um that being said I have someone here with me. Um, I am in Virginia. I'm on a little vacation. And I asked one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world. I'm actually the light of his life. Um, <laughs> you can make a noise. Like, you don't have to here be we go. quiet. You can. Here we go. Let's um, put the gas on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacquez, do you want me to say your last name? Is it? That's fine. Jacquez Holloway. Um, one, like I said, one of my best friends. Uh, we're going to get into the subject We have had our own private conversations about this, and I just felt like it's important to get a man's perspective because a lot of the times um, when people think of daddy issues or people think of things like that, they automatically put it on women and they automatically make it seem like um, fathers not being as active or being the dad that you expected and or wanted it to be only affects the woman. So um, thank you for taking the time to like dive into this with me. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to get into it. Okay, so daddy issues. As you all know, um, the majority of you follow me on social media. If you do not, please go to Memoirs on Winging It on IG and uh, Wings and Memoirs on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I am an open book. I'm pretty transparent. And most of you know that my father passed away in April. So we're going to try to keep this as dry as possible. I'm going to try not to fall out. Please. please. <laughs> Can we try not do not that? I don't feel like crying right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I go, you're going yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm on the floor. I'm balling. <laughs> I am not afraid to say it. My pain is your pain. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay. Um, so my dad passed away in April, and I had so many mixed feelings uh, recently, or I guess my mom passed away when I was 18, and that is really when my relationship with my dad started to form. Prior to that, we really didn't have the best relationship. Um, I was a surprise baby. Some people will call it a blessing, um, but my mom was told that she couldn't have any more kids, and my dad really, really wanted a son, and they had a son, which was um, Sam or like, and he was on episode three. Go ahead and check that out. 
Um, <laughs> it's a really great episode. Yeah. Um, they had Sam, and so they were really excited about that. They got the kid that they wanted, and the doctor told my mom that she couldn't even have kids anymore. So, you know, they were kicking it, <laughs> having some intense moments of fellowship. <laughs> And, he, and here I came. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of just like the, eh, you know, as far as my dad was concerned. And um, moving forward, it was just always me like searching or wanting that like affirmation or that nod from my dad that like he like effortlessly. I always joke all the time like I could like climb Mount Everest and come back down and be like, yo, dad, climbing Mount Everest. And he'd be like, that's cool. So he'd be like, yo, dad, I just ran Beacon Hill. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so great. I'm like, you ran Beacon Hill. You're so athletic. Oh. Like, it would be like a whole. <laughs> and so, like, my whole life, it was like always things like that, or to the point where, like, my dad called me on my birthday one day and I was really excited that he remembered and he called me to ask me if I had talked to Sam. Because Sam hadn't been answering his calls. It's like shit like that. Um, That will put you in an emotional space where like, um, I don't want to say you cling to, but a lot of the times like you search for that affirmation to other people. And I know that's very Mm -hmm. cliche, but um, that is something that is real. I find myself even dating men that are like my dad, Um, not like in a creepy <laughs> Alabama kind of way. <laughs> that's fucked up because that's where my people are from. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's where my people are from. The Holloways are from Alabama. <laughs> and they got some shit. And it's so funny because that was like the I wasn't even trying to. Like, I just picked a random. <laughs> but like you pattern yourself after like finding people that remind you of um, the love that you feel like you were missing. Um, so this episode, as this is like low key, the intro, um, will be like all encompassing of all of those things. So we'll walk through that together. Um, do you want to give like an intro of yourself? I usually like, you know, I don't mean want to mess up your rank and stuff y'all. So basically he runs the Navy and (laughs) (laughs) basically he runs the Navy and he's a writer and um, he's Loki a chef, and he's good looking. Uh, he's great skin. Uh, like a- Get into it. No, he's yeah. brilliant though. Like really, really. Do you want to um, shout out to your blog? Um, Jack West Holloway. Um, my blog is reallifejackwest.com. Uh, you can go into that. You can get into that. Uh, a lot of what I write is not. Um, I guess traditional motivation. It's very vague. I leave a lot of the opinions up to the reader, um, but there's a lot of, um, I guess, how do I say it? It's deep. <laughs> Just get into it, man. It's deep. Uh, you'll, you'll have you'll have a good time checking it out. Um, the Instagram is Doc Holloway underscore. Um, Again, like she was saying, I post a lot of my a lot of my food on there, and it's delicious. Hit, it's hidden. It's hidden. I've been here for four days, and he's been cooking for me every day, and yeah. it's totally worth it. So I got a couple projects coming up. So just log in to the uh, to the Instagram, and we'll we'll get a cracker and stay up to date okay, on that. Okay, cracking. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a we'll minute. Cracking. Yeah, cracking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm from. I know, yeah. boy. Here I'm, we go. <laughs> 
Just saying. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about how am I going to phrase this? Let's talk about um, where your relationship like stemmed from with your dad. Like, what did it look like? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what did it look like? How was it shaped? Like, how was it curated? Oh, it was non-existent for a very long time. Oh. Um, I think when I was maybe like 12, mm-hmm. I think um, I was I was getting into a lot of a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were living in uh, we were living in Kent. Stick up kid, huh? Hey, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> not at that point. Not at the, that, that came a little bit later. Uh, later, that oh, came okay. a little bit later. Like, I feel like we're after the actual <laughs> location, though, so we'll be fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah, that came a little bit later. But we were living in Kent, and I was just getting into hell of trouble. And my mom was just like, "You should probably go down and live with your dad. You know, go go be with him for some time." <laughs> And I was just like, because mom was like, "Look, you can have that." She wasn't having it, so I was like, "All right, cool." Like I, I went down there, and we, we always went down where to Georgia, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so we we always had like, I guess I didn't know you lived in Georgia. Oh, it was short lived. <laughs> it was short lived. Got off the plane, burned shit down, got back on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> I, when I went, I went down there and like. Like, I have two sisters, or uh-huh. I had two sisters. Um, my oldest one passed away. RIP to the queen. But um, it, we just didn't click. Yeah. Me and him. Like, we just, we we look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taller than he is, little nigga. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. But no, nah, we, we, just, we just didn't click, and that was, that was it. And I, I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing is like we are exactly the same. Have you met you? Stubborn. <laughs> Stubborn. I'm like so two of you trying yeah. to contend for a certain space simultaneously. I'm, I'm a Gemini. I, see, I think he's a Cancer. So it's I just see like how that could be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, yeah. I can just, see how that could be a thing. We just didn't click, and I think it was. Uh, maybe 2018 um, when my sister passed away mm-hmm. and I was there for, for the funeral and I just told him like look either we're going to have a relationship or we're not but at this point I'm tired of trying Yeah. so you need to make a decision like how much effort you want to put into this Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm 32 years old so just like I'm not going to keep chasing you yeah. Like you're 50 plus. Like I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do it that. It shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be that direction. It should yeah. be the opposite. Yeah, for sure. So like you need to put, like you need to put forth some effort. Like I don't have kids. So it's like, once I get to I'm working that. working on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> We're working like, on one, it. Once okay. I, once I get to that point, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to create that relationship, you're going to have to do that. For sure. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be the one anymore. Yeah. So I was like, you gotta figure it out, bro. And I think that is important. Like a lot of the times, there's this idea of. Um, I've I've heard or I've seen a lot of people that haven't had like present fathers. It's like the dad like wanting the kid to bridge that gap and create that relationship, and I don't think that's fair. It's like you're the adult, like, and even when I become an adult, you're still my adult. So yeah. how? 
is it fair that I should have to push to re- like to create relationship with you? Um, like I said, after my mom died, like I just made a choice not to hold on to all the shit that I was holding on to. And had I not done that, had I not made a choice to let go of the spaces that I knew I was never going to get an apology for, um, I would have not had the relationship with my dad that I had. And I say that all the time because it's like, I'm so grateful that my mom raised me the way that she did so that I did not hold on to certain things. And she never, um, she never shaped him as a bad person. She had moments of frustration, which Mm -hmm. we all do, um, where she would say certain things, but for the most part, she didn't shape him as the enemy. If I said, I wanted to go see my dad or I want to go spend the night at my dad's house or like she called him if you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I didn't understand one day my dad took, came and got me and took me to McDonald's. And I was so excited that he took me to McDonald's. And I came home and I told my mom, mom, dad took me to McDonald's. And she was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but has he, did he redo your bedroom? Did he like she, but it was just one of those days. And as a kid, I didn't understand like why she was so mad as a single mother myself now. I completely understand like when my kids come back from seeing their dad and they haven't seen him for a year and they're like, dad took us to the beach. (laughs) I'm sorry. We have beach days on a weekly basis. (laughs) (laughs) You, him and that beach. (laughs) Like, but I didn't get it as a kid. I didn't understand. And it's almost like it's, it's not fair to the other parent. Um, but I've noticed that a lot of the times it's hard to forgive something that what that forgiveness wasn't asked for. Mm. And I'm grateful now that I was able to do that because had I held on to like all that bitterness and all of everything that, and here's the thing it's warranted. It's not bitterness and anger and frustration that was not warranted. It, it, it was value. It was valuable it was validated like it was you should be upset (laughs) about these things he should be held accountable for these things but at the same time had I held on to that those last 11 years that I had with my dad and we didn't know that he was going to die as quickly and who could have saw COVID being all what it is now but had I not done that I would have been even more shook than I am now about my dad passing the way that he did had I not taken the opportunity to build a relationship and just let go of shit that, like I said, he would have never came and said I'm sorry for. He didn't think it was wrong. Like, he, I realized, like I was telling you earlier today, that you're very set, right? My dad was set, set. Like, (laughs) you know, I've, I've always, I've always wondered that, like, how are you, how, like, how are you okay with this? Yeah. Yeah. Like the way that you're set up, the way that you live. Yeah. And like for, for me, it's like, you don't know me. Yeah. Like I am, I'm 32 years old. Yeah. You don't know me. Like, how are you okay with that? I never understood it. And I'm not even going to lie. My entire life, that shit hurt the most. That shit hurt. Like, and I think that was the biggest issue growing up without I a dad. Have taken that shot. Is because already I'm like, oh. I'm like oh. it's like you're hurt. Come here, <laughs> give me a hug. Bring it in. And that's like that's what I had to I had to figure out. Yeah. For myself, it's just like 
you're okay with not knowing me. Yeah. Your only son. So it's just like, like, how do you go to sleep at night? How do you do? How? Because everything that I've done in my life, like I've, I've excelled and it's mm-hmm. because of my mom. Yeah. So my nigga. Shout like, out to mom dudes. What's yeah. up girl? Hey. So it's just like, my nigga, like you're, you're not here. You're non-existent. Yeah. Like you should be proud. Yeah. But you have no fucking idea and you're okay with that. So it's just like, how do we, Results. how do we, yeah. Like how do we get past that? I don't think there's a get past, right? I think there's a get through. Mm. And um, like I said, I had to resolve in myself that one, does he even really think that the way that he interacted with me in his life was wrong? Because in his mind, I don't think he thought that he wasn't present because he wasn't like completely deadbeat off the radar. Right. Like, she can call me. She has my number. She can show up when she wants to. She can come over. She can. So, like, I don't think in his brain, like, he thought I was a shitty dad. Like, I did, like, I did just enough. Right? Like, she, she turned out all right. And like you said, it has to do everything to do with who the person my mother was. Yeah. Like, it's the thing, though. It's like, I asked him. Like, we had a serious conversation. And I was like, Dad, like, do you, like, see yourself? And he genuinely was like, I had no idea. That's how you felt about all that. Like, dad, you didn't come to my graduation. Dad, you, when I called you prom night to come down to like see me and do the whole parent picture thing, he's like, I don't feel like coming downstairs. Like, shit like that. (laughs) And and to him, (laughs) it was just like, I just didn't feel like it, right? <laughs> like she'll take pictures. Yeah, I would have had to fight. I would have had to fight him. Oh no! I called <laughs> Sam and was bawling on prom night. My brother called my dad and promptly handed him at his him his ass. Like, sir. Like Sam literally called him and cussed him out. Real cuss words. <laughs> like, yeah. like real cuss words. Proper. Because I mean, in that time, like to my brother, like I was his kid. Like you know, I'm 31 now, and we were on the phone when I was in the car with you, and he's like. There's precious cargo in your car. Tighten up, like, my on, sister. <laughs> Tighten up on my sister in your car, sir. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> he paid for life like three times. I was like, I was like, I'm good. Like, we're he's good. like, just so we're clear here. Like, um, <laughs> just for clarity. Just for clarity. I'll kill you about my sister. Okay. <laughs> like, and escalated. And scene. Um, but yeah, it's just a fact of like. I tried to look at it through the lens of him, right? Also, like, I don't know what him and my mom went through. Because him and my mother, well, my mom was very, child stays in child's place. So I have no idea what happened behind closed doors. I don't know what side conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like, talking to my kids, they have no idea the conversations I have with their dad. They don't know. (laughs) They have no idea. Y'all know, and I ain't going to get into it like that. <laughs> but it's like there's so many perspectives that we have to take into an account. And for me, I just had to weigh what's more important. Is it more important to hold on to all of the fuck shit he did and to hold on to everything that we cannot change and to hold on to all those moments I can't get back anyway and be right because I'm right. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely right. Or... Do we chalk it up and just try to have the relationship that he's has the capacity to have? Because as I begin to learn my dad, his emotional capacity 
was very limited. Very. Like, not to say he was, like, stunted or whatever, but, like, just how he communicated, how he um, expressed love, how he, like, and that's because my grand, the, my grandfather, who passed away before I was born, I think I was, like, nine months or something when my grandfather passed away, from what I was told, he was the loving person in my dad's parenting. When my grandfather died, my grandmother was the only person that was left. And she didn't show love in, like, words of affirmation. I don't even think my grandma said, I loved you to me my whole entire life before she passed away. And, like, me and my brother would make it a joke. We would be, like, on the phone with her. And I'd be like, look, 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 look. Okay, grandma, I love you. And she'd be like, all right. <laughs> and me and Sam would just start dying. I love you. Come get your cake. It'll be done in the morning. Like, but that's how she showed love. Like, when we were at her house, it was you had lunch, you had breakfast, you had snack, you had lunch, you had dinner. You know, breakfast was at nine, lunch was at twelve, snack was at three, dinner was at six. Um, yeah, she was like a, an adult, adult. Oh, like, silly. like Halloween's, Easter's, always had our Easter costume on our birthdays. Like, always made a whole cake. Like, she did that. She showed it, but she wasn't the loving cuddly like that that's just not the grandma that I had mm-hmm. and then when you see that the person that you're supposed to go to for nurturing that's who raised my dad then it's like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't really know how to nurture me you don't really know how to come to me to apologize you don't really know how to have those conversations you don't you lack the capacity to be the father that I want so am I going to hold that against you or am I just going to try to move forward with what I have or with what I can have? You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. Um, but you got to like, you got to see that. Yeah. So it's like, for me, like he lived on the like totally opposite side, side of, of the, the country. country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't know anything about you. Yeah. So it's just like, now I'm playing a guessing game. Mm-hmm. Like ever since just me being a kid, it's like, like yeah, we're we're gonna get on the phone. We're gonna talk, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know you. Yeah, like I, I've never been around you. I don't know how you operate. I don't. I've never been in your space. So it's just like when we do talk and you're being short, that's the only chance that we have. So it's like I don't get to experience anything. And then you know, learning about his father. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was an asshole too. Yeah. So it's just like, is this is this what it's supposed to be like? Like, is that how we are? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not that. Like, I'm a <laughs> like, I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you're not an asshole. What do you know? No, nah, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an emotional no, you're hella loving. Yeah, 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 you are. I'm hella emotional. Yeah. So it's just like. it's. But for you, it's once you get to the other side of that wall, right? Yeah. It's not out the gate. Mm, yeah, it take, hell no. It takes work. <laughs> The person that I know is not the person that I interacted with when we were playing Uno and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so in the way of you have to get past your wall, do you think that you and your dad, do you think that you ever got past that wall? Or do you feel like there shouldn't have been one because you're his kid? Yeah. Um, A little bit bold. Yeah. Um, I, I think there never should have been like that barrier. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I like, I'm your son. Yeah. So, like, whatever I'm telling you is going to be the truth. Like, you should ask me how I feel about certain shit. Yeah. Because, like, you, like I said, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm your only son. 
So it's like, how do you like, how do you go to bed at night? You don't know unless you have a son out here, and then you don't know. Um, but I think over time, it's just become a lot easier for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's still hard, you know, knowing that we we can't make up for what was lost. Yeah. Um, but over time, I mean, it's, it's become a lot easier just for me to forgive him mm-hmm. and say, you know what, like, this is how he is. Like, this is his character. Yeah. And then, you know, growing it's up. It's not a you thing. It's yeah. just a, it's a him thing. Like, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. just talking to my mom and just asking her, like, was he always like this? Yeah. Just like closed off. And she's telling me, yeah, like, that's his character. Yeah. I'm like, and you like that nigga? <laughs> like so oh so you like losers oh my God. <laughs> but no she was just like you know that was just that was just him like yeah. that was just the way that he was he wasn't like uh an emotional person mm-hmm. he, he wasn't outspoken he was just a laid-back hella cool introvert kind of guy wow he sounds so familiar and i'm i'm becoming him fuck <laughs> <laughs> You know what's crazy though? Like my kid's dad is like not in their life. He's not present. And I mean, you know that. And um my son is so much like his dad. Mm. And he doesn't even know him. Like he doesn't even know him. He's met him like, you know, a few times and he's spent the night with him a couple times and was like ready to come home 30 minutes later. <laughs> but as far as like real life connection with his father, like he does not have that at all. And he's so much like him. And it's insane to me because it's like, how? Because you don't know this man. So it's crazy when you say that, to, when you say what you're saying and it's like, you sound like, or you are just like him, but it's like, because you're his, like, and regardless to him not being in your space, you literally carry his genetic makeup. And it's going to show, like, you see my kids, like, my kids are polar opposites. Levi is me all day, all night. We're a party. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, all of that. And Aaron's like, if you guys could just relax. <laughs> you don't want no parts. Everything would be fine if you guys could stop yelling A. Like, if you could just, it's not that late. It's not. It's Tuesday at 12. It's not that late, Mom. Um, it's, a, it's a thing. And... I think it's very important uh, what you said as far as, like, the part that hurts is that he basically has no accountability for it. There's Mm. no, that wasn't your word. Your word was, like, how do you sleep at night? Like, the part that hurt is that he's just okay with not being here. And to me, that translates to accountability. So that's how I got that out of that. (laughs) You're like, I didn't say that. No, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm picking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think... That is also something that hurt me as well because it's like I tried so hard, like AP classes. Um, I had got a scholarship to pay for my AA, my BA, my master's degree. I like busted my ass, like did every summer program, got college credits before I graduated, like did everything I could do for that nod, and he just completely went over his head, like completely, <laughs> and. It takes so much for us to realize or to even acknowledge, like, I have daddy issues. To just, to say it, for it to be okay, even as a black man, I'm sure, I well, I'm not one, so. But I'm sure that that has some, gives some sort of anxiety because 
you all are taught to like never admit shit like that, right? <laughs> like I'm fine. I don't need that nigga. Like he's good. I'm good over here. But it's like, no, I'm not okay. Like to say that out loud, um, I'm sure is a lot. And again, thank you so much for like even being willing to share this space because it's. I know it's just like having a conversation with your best friend, right? But this is going on the internet in the World Wide Web, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, but when like once I, I think it's it's important for us as as black men to just like really unpack all that shit. Mm -hmm. Because when I look at the way I grew up, um, I didn't have like solid father figures. Mm -hmm. Like my sister is 11 years younger than me. Okay. And I met her dad, um, I think I was maybe like five years old yeah. or something, you know what I'm saying? So he, he's always, he's always been a part of our lives. Yeah. Um, well, me and my, me and my older brother. Mm -hmm. Um, but him and my mom, they didn't have, like, a stable relationship. He was always getting kicked out. He was always drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, they were always fighting. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, kids shouldn't grow up in that kind of household. Because mm -hmm. that shit is traumatic. Yeah, for sure. And we don't realize that shit until it's too late when we're practicing that same behavior. Um, and then one of my uncles, another father figure, he was a pimp. My dad, too, was a pimp. So it's just like, this is what I have to, to look at. To pattern myself after, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and then uh, my other uncle, he was, he was a fighter. He was a, he was a kickboxer. He was a damn good one. Mm -hmm. But he was not kind to his wife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we have all these, all these behaviors that are just so fucked up. And that's what we're supposed to model ourselves after. Yeah. And I always told myself, like, I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be my uncles. I don't want to be Rob, which is my my uh, sister's dad. Okay. So, like, like I don't want to be that person. But at the same time, it's just like, that's normal. This is what your normal is. Yeah. That and that's fucked up. Yeah. And I was talking to a person. We won't say their name. But... Um, <laughs> I was talking to a person and me and him were like starting to like really like each other or whatever. And he began to like create problems or um, want to like be an argument. And like, I just wouldn't argue back. <laughs> like, like, I'm not doing this with you. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to argue. I'm sorry. Let's just talk through it. Like, oh, so you just feel like fighting today. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> you just want to fight. No. No, I don't want to fight. Like, and um, we got lit and he was talking to me and he was just saying how, like, you have to understand that, like, I all I've seen is that. So if there's no, like, arguing, arguing in the relationship, if there's no... He said, to me, that means you don't care. Like, you don't care enough to mm. argue with me. And I was like, I didn't think about that. And I could see how, like, he's like, because to him, that right is like, there's no passion or she doesn't care. Like, I don't make her upset. I don't affect her emotions enough for her to argue with me is how that processed. And I was like. That's a lot. And for me, <laughs> I was just like, 
I'm just really working on myself and I'm trying not to be hella argumentative because I can argue. <laughs> it's not that it's not there because what's up? Like, you yeah. know, have you met me? Have you? What's up? <laughs> we can argue. But I have told myself like moving forward in relationships and dating or whatever, like I want to be kind. Like I want my partner to feel like I'm a safe space. I don't want him to have anxiety every time he comes to talk to me. I don't want there to be like, I want to be with my best friend and to do that, like, I can't always be right. I can't always push to move through an argument. I can't always be like, nigga, what's up? Like, I can't. There's a certain way you have to entreat a man, right? So I'm trying to do better in that space. So in my trying to do better, I'm triggering his. Like, <laughs> this bitch don't care. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> In order for us to be together, I have to go back to toxic traits. And you don't know what love looks like without that toxic trait. So it's just like that's what had been mirrored to him his whole life. That's what he has seen his whole life as to what love looks like. So he's like, to me, he's like, I'm he's like, I know that sounds fucked up, but that is what that is for me. And. It was big of him to be able to tell me that, like, yo, this is what I've seen. This is what I know. So this is what love looks like. And I need you to, like, understand that. And I'm just like, so basically you're telling me that you want me to be hella argumentative and disrespectful because that's what love looks like. Yeah. I think that's part of that toxic male shit. Yeah. But even, like... You're covering it up. Yeah. Because love shouldn't be aggressive. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be aggressive. And that's what you're looking for like you want aggression like yeah like that's what yeah that's and but it just piggybacks off of what you said like all the men that you have seen love a woman this is what you have seen Mm -hmm. so you can choose to you don't realize because that's what you've seen that at some point you start to mirror it or at some point you start to look for that as oh well this doesn't necessarily look like this She's hella happy all the time. She's whatever, like she's being sneaky or, you know what I'm saying? Or there's some, like your mind starts to play tricks on you because all my life, this is what love has looked like. So I don't know how to be or have love without it looking like that. And I think that's so important that you said that because like you said, you have to mentally do acrobatics in your mind to not mirror that. <sighs> You're like, we're going to have so much fun. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, all of that. Me, sure we are. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Um, no, it's just, it's just crazy because like, and I think that's where, hell, like I wish I had a father to teach me certain things, especially when it comes to being in relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I tried so hard to not be what I was raised around. Mm-hmm. And overextending myself and not knowing I had breaking points. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, now I don't have anybody to talk to. So now I'm going back into don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Don't show any emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that cycle just starts to repeat itself. And it's just like, how do I become the person I want to be and like have these limits with people, but still, you know, be, be a caring person? Like and be, be emotional, be yeah. like emotionally intelligent. Yeah. That's what I want. That That's what I need. So it's just like, how do you figure all that shit out without having any guidance whatsoever? 
Yeah. Do you feel like your dad not being present directly correlates with the... <laughs> wow, I was going to say that. You're like, wow. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that like that. Well, ooh, that's filthy. Yeah. Do you feel like... College words. <laughs> shut up. Do you feel like your dad not being in your life directly correlates with how your love life has panned out? That was a good idea. Oh, absolutely. How so? Um... I'm trying to do better with answering questions. I'm doing good, right? Oh, yeah. You see me? (laughs) 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 No, it it definitely, it definitely lines up. Um, Like I said, I I don't have anybody to learn from. Yeah. And I know that uh, me and him are one and the same. So it's just like, like, how did you get to where you are? Like, however you're happy, that's fine. Is he married? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not I guess. I guess. Okay. Shout out to stepmom. <laughs> the thing is a weirdo. Like, <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope he hears this shit, dude. This is funny. You just, send, <laughs> just send him the link. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send it to him. I'm gonna send it to him. I'll give you the link. I, you yo, I was talking him. shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send it to him. He's gonna be like, what? <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll it's a better way to have a conversation without having a conversation if he actually takes the time to listen to it because I'm sure there's certain things that you haven't been able to say super directly to him. Oh no, I I told him every day. Really? Oh yeah. Way to be an adult. Oh, I told him every day. Like, but yeah, I mean, for for me to not have him and try to be emotionally intelligent, it's it's hard. So it's just like, I don't know what it's like to have a healthy relationship with a woman. Mm. You know, so it's just like. I'm working on that, guys. Don't worry, we're working on it. Where, <laughs> who do I pick that up from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know who to pick that up from. I've never yeah. seen it before. Wow. So where do I go? That's so, like, that's intense because, like you said, where do I pick that up from? It's like, where do I go to learn that? Where do I go to see proper love outside of the internet? And then you find out, like, the relationship goes couple. The dude's been beating her ass behind. You know what I'm saying? It's like, where do you go to see real life, genuine love? And there's actually a few men in my life that I would love to connect you with. Um, that I think would be great as far as like mentorship goes in that area. If you're open to something like that, I don't even know if you want to deal with anything like that. But, um, I know that that's not the forefront of your mind at the moment, but (laughs) like just good good energy. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but I think that's so important and we don't hear that enough. It's like, I've never seen this pattern. I don't know what to do. Furthermore, I don't even know where to go to learn this. I mean, outside of, as we talk about in every episode, therapy. I think all (laughs) black men, I think all people should get therapy, specifically black people, because we live in a climate that is poised to remind us of our daily trauma. Uh (laughs) That's another, like, man, I tell people, like, I I tell, you know, a lot of, a lot of the homies, like, yo, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Because the way that we grew up, Nobody should have to go through those things. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I seen, they were right there for it. And so just like I, I know that I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. That I've gone to therapy. I've I've talked to people. I've I've worked out all these issues. Um, and it's just like 
you have to unpack that. You have to, for you sure. You have to unpack that because there's no way you're going to be a functioning adult and you got all this trauma, like all this shit that you've seen at 10 years old. Yeah. And you're just going to you're just going to hide it. But deep down inside, you are screaming. Yeah. You are crying. Yeah. And that shit like that shit hurts in the end. And I've I've dealt with depression, I've dealt with anxiety, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I know if I'm going through that, yeah, I know that you are. Yeah. So it's like if you're not willing to go to therapy, talk to me. Like I'm gonna talk to you. Like mm-hmm. I'm 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 a big up you, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm a fan of all my friends. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, it's like I'm here for you. Like I I get that. Um and a lot of people just don't see it as an outlet. Again, we don't have fathers. Yeah. So like, where do we get that from? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us like we're so we're so quick to grow up. We don't give ourselves time to actually grow. Grow through adolescence. Yes, that yeah. is so good. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of the times we're put in positions where we have to grow up way faster than we needed to. Like, you were put in a place where you needed to grow up because, like, you know, you're the oldest male in your household. You don't really have father figures. Your stepdads are doing the fucking most. <laughs> like, and so you were put in a position where you had to change up your lifestyle or change up how you were coming up in order to feel protected and safe. Mm-hmm. And that came in a form of community, right? Mm-hmm. When I say community, like, oh, street niggas. Like, you guys created a community to feel safe amongst yourselves. And I think a lot of I times, oh, <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think that people look at gangs, not to say that you were a gang member, because that's not what, but that's why I shaped it the way that I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't look at the fact that these young, like young men are creating community for themselves. They're creating hierarchy for themselves. With the whole big homie situation and all that, like, they don't have a father, but I have a big homie. So-and-so looks out for me. Such-and-such looks out for me. And I look out for them. In turn, I have family. I have relationship. And I think we don't look at it as community Mm -hmm. as a way because it's overshadowed by they're killing for each other, quote-unquote. They're killing for the members of their community. They're killing for. But when you say it like that, it's like, wait, what? But in their mind... I feel like that's what they're doing. They're not just, it's not senseless murder. It's not this or that. It's I'm killing for my community. But they say for my hood, for my gang, for whatever. Um, But it's that fatherlessness. It's that not having home. So you create home. You know what I mean? That's that's what it was for us. I mean, because people would, people would say, oh, you know, we like, you go to the highway, you're going to see, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But, XYZ meaning robbing, hookers, drug dealing, everything unsavory. (laughs) Everything. Unsavory. Everything unsavory. Everything. So that's like, that's what we, like, that's what we had to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people, they called us, they, they called us a gang. Like, we're not, we're not a gang. Like, we're a family. Community. Yeah. Like that's all it was. Like we looked out for each other. Yeah. Um, and you you couldn't tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. It was like that's just what it was because we didn't have anybody to look up to. So it's like we don't got nobody to look up to. Like we're just gonna do what we need to do. Yeah, I think oh, that's it, 
not having a father in the home is one of the biggest travesties that have happened to the black community. And I think that if we pay attention to that more and really lean into that to understand like all of the effects that it spirals into, um, it will be able to help us moving forward. As you were saying, not having a father spirals into like your love language, how you love, how you receive love, how you give love. It fell into your sense of community, how you looked at yourself in the community. Fell into, like, it's just like ev- almost everything that you touch, taste, feel is, I don't know, not, not inspired by, but it is touched by the lack of parental guidance or, yeah. Paternal guidance, rather, which again, it's almost exhausting, <laughs> like to think about it that way, because it's like there's so many men, like that, or people that you'll come across and date, or guys that you'll meet, and you'll be trying to figure out like what is it, what is what's missing, what am I not doing, and it's like has nothing to do with you, it has nothing to do with you, it has everything <laughs> to do with how they're processing it, everything to do with how they look at it, everything to do with their own shit. But because where our generation is raised or not raised, but we're cultivated to think almost in a selfish way. So everything's about you. Like I must be the one fucking up. It has to be me. It should, you know what I'm saying? And so you're already thinking, how can I fix it? And there's things that you genuinely just cannot fix. I think our generation has, and oh man, that's crazy. That's so crazy. Our generation has this um, this sense of trying to fix a partner mm-hmm. instead of fixing themselves. So it's just like, I'm, I know for me, um, I think a lot of the relationships that I've had, it comes from being with broken women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's just like, you, and again, this goes back to not having a, a strong male lead in the house. So it's like you, you see a broken woman, you think that's okay, and you're thinking in, in, in the back of your mind, like, oh, I can help her. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the easiest things for a pimp oh, yeah, is, for is, sure. to, is to find a broke bitch. <laughs> that's what it is that being said <laughs> this is important listen people <laughs> if you are broken do not seek to be made whole in another person <laughs> just it's just that simple if you're broken and you feel and you know and you can acknowledge that you're broken because sometimes we're broken and we don't know it or we don't feel it that's something completely different but if you know that you're broken and you know that there's holes that you need to fix that only you can fix Do yourself a favor and fix those holes before you get connected to a person in a real way. Again, in a real way. That was my, this is important for this episode. (laughs) As you were saying, sir. (laughs) So I I know, I know the game, you know what I'm saying? Like I I know how it's supposed to go. And again, like we're raised around that. Like we think that shit is okay. Yeah. And me growing into my own, I guess, it's like, 
that's that's the woman you want right and you get into this this mindset of i can like i can help you and that shit is just pimp talk it's like oh i can i can make your life better is that what you've been doing this whole time when you've been like kicking me all this food and being all nice to me that's what you're trying to do you're trying to fix me (laughs) you're broken What? I can heal you, baby. I can heal you. Yeah, you hear me? Girl, come yeah. get this bacon, girl. Yeah, come on. Yeah, get into it. Come all get of that. this bacon, girl. Hey, I'm, about to, I'm about to get you. Yeah. The shit and the stuff. We about to make it happen. <laughs> about to make your life better. Upgrade you. <laughs> you feel me? You hear me? <laughs> okay, rewind. <laughs> Turn all that off, okay? Yeah. I mean, all right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Reel it, 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 it in, Reel it in. Reel it in. Tighten up. <laughs> Tighten up. <laughs> but I think that's that, that's that's pretty important that we have to understand that shit, especially as as black men. Like we're hurt. Yeah. We're hurt. Like we don't realize how vulnerable we are. Wow. We're projecting all that energy right back out to the world, and guess what's gonna happen? It's just gonna come right back to you. Oof. So it's just like, how do you figure that out? Because there's nobody teaching us. I don't got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm not a black man, so I'm not going to comment there. <laughs> but that's real. Like, that we're hurt. And I think a lot of the times now, or I won't say all women, I'll say for myself, because I've been hurt so many times and because I've gotten hurt and the idea behind the hurt is like, I'm dealing with shit too or whatever. And it's like, no, you don't get to hurt me because you're fucked off. You know, so then that creates us that for the women or for myself, rather, this like wall of I don't care. Like, I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care because now I'm hurt and I'm supposed to, it's supposed to be OK because you had a fucked up childhood. Get in line. You know what I'm saying? Like. All of us went through shit. I didn't get to be a terrible person because of it, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that thought process, it makes it hard. I could see how it would make it hard for a man to want to open up to say I'm hurt. But my thing is, tell me that you're hurt before you hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I'm hurt, now my defense is up. And now I cannot possibly be a caring, nurturing space for you because I don't trust you. In my vulnerable spaces. So if you can come into the space like, yo, I'm hurt. I feel, or not, not even just saying I'm hurt. Cause again, most men are not going to just outright say that to you, but come to me in a way of letting, you know, like I'm working some shit out and usually it causes this or whatever. If you have the most, if you have enough self-awareness or enough emotional intelligence to have that conversation, I think that's the place because I don't know any woman around me that isn't willing to work with a man. If you give them the opportunity to know what they're dealing with and give them the opportunity to move in a way to be able to protect themselves while helping you while helping themselves. I don't know any woman in or around me or close to me that is not willing, especially when the man is trying. Um, And I think that is the thing. It's like y'all want to open up and tell us daddy wasn't there after you didn't drug us for, (laughs) you know, I don't care. At this point, I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, don't tell me that now. Don't don't tell me that. I don't don't care. And then it's like, see, this is why we don't open up. It's like, no, you should have opened up a year ago. 
And that's why the guy that I was telling you about who said to me, like, yo, like, this is what relationship looks like or this is what it's looked like. I appreciated him telling me that from the jump. So he mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to be like, do you want to deal with this? Yeah. And my answer was no. But, <laughs> but I appreciate it because he didn't wait until way down the line. Now I'm in love and walking away from this situation is heart wrenching because I love you. And I, I've let you around my kids. I've done this. I've done that. And now it's not just an easy break from you. Because now he's talking about you made me hit you. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and that, that, and that's not funny guys. We don't think domestic violence is funny. Um, we have had an inside joke this entire trip. So please, that's that. Domestic violence is not funny. Um, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So I was traumatized by it. No, listen. So yeah, it, it's that space of let us be able to help you in a way because we want to protect you. We want to love you. We want to be safe spaces. But if you don't allow us the opportunity to know that you need a safe space, how can we then create something that we don't know is lacking? And um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's the exhales. <sighs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, because like we're we're finally. I I think it's really important to take in the fact that we're finally coming into our own. Mm-hmm. Um, black men, like we're finally able to look at each other and say, hey, you know what? You're going to be okay. Like, Shout out to our generation because we are really doing a lot of self-work. I would just like to say is huge. our generation is really like putting our feet forward with therapy, with doing inside yeah. work, with learning love languages, learning communication languages. Like yeah. we are like, yo, look, this whole generational transfer of bullshit, nah. <laughs> like, we are not about it. And, I mean, like, holistically, for the most part, even with, like, vibrating high and paying attention to intentions, paying attention to energy, mm-hmm. paying attention to all these other things, I think, like you said, we're just in a birthing space of... And I think the quarantine created a space for us to all have to sit with ourselves. And that is something... Man. That, you know, we miss outsides, you know, because y'all know I miss outside. (laughs) But quarantine made us sit down and sit with ourselves and unpack ourselves. What do you do in a house with just you? I could. For months. I could. I know you could. I could. And you have beverages. (laughs) (laughs) Beverages. Okay. But what do you do? You you meet yourself over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. You start to have those conversations. You start to hear that little kid, like you said, inside that screaming. You start to hear because all the noise is gone. Mm-hmm. All the hey, all the clubs, all the day parties, all the blackout drunks with your friends, all all of it, all the random hookups, all all the stuff yeah. is gone. And you're just sitting with yourself. Some people have parents. I mean, some people have kids and some people, but for the most part, you're sitting with yourself. And I think that has not, because we were already like on the precipice. We were already on the edge of like, you know, learning energies, learning vibrations, learning therapy. We were already on that. And then that forced, okay, everybody sit down. I don't think people took it serious though. 
I mean, I think until, in the beginning we until, did. Like, until, like, this quarantine shit hit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when people really started to take it serious. To, like, really get like, into the... Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't like me. Because some people yeah. had to realize I don't sit in the house by myself quietly because I don't like me. Or I can't be trusted with my thoughts. I can't trust where my mind will go. Yeah. So it constantly has to be inundated with all these things. All these people, all this stuff. I'm always out. I'm always linked up. I'm always where you at. I'm always what's up. I'm always because yeah. I don't like who I am when I'm by myself, or I don't know who I am when I'm by myself. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the most important things my mom ever told me: mm-hmm. sit down and shut the fuck up. Oh wow! <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's what you need to do. You just need to sit down. Shut the fuck up and just relax. Like, just take your time. Like, I can totally see your mom saying that, which is heck funny. Our mom's just like polar opposites. So my mom would have like never said that to me like that. She definitely told me to sit down somewhere and shut my mouth. But like, go be a child is what she was saying. Go be a child, and I say that to my kids to this day. Go get on my face and go be a child. I heard somewhere. you tell Levi that the other day. Yeah. yeah. Like, to this day, okay. I say that. Go be a child. But yeah, like that's. What she would tell me. Mm-hmm. And I respond to that like, okay, like I need to be calm. Like, because my, like, the way my anxiety is set up, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna be off the wall in a minute. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, just take your time. Yeah. And you can apply that to just anything in life. Just sit down, shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> all you need to do. That's all you need to do. <laughs> It's going to be okay. So many F-bombs in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Sam took the cake for most cuss words already, but I think you win. I think think you got him beat. Just with that small snippet right there. I think you got him. I think you got him. My bad. It's good. It's fine. It's a safe space for everyone to be themselves. I'm I'm a sailor. You're literally a sailor. Yeah, we cuss. Guess. He's my personal own hunt. If you watch Grey's Anatomy, you know what that means. But like... fine whatever lady um i think man like there, we have touched so many spaces and we could get like <laughs> <laughs> there's so many there's so much there's so many jewels and so many like aha moments um and i like i said i appreciate you talking as much as you have because a lot of times like i got like oh yeah i would love to talk sit and talk about that and then they just come to the episode and don't really say anything. So thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, I think that mm-hmm. daddy issues create so much lack that we are trying to clean up as adults. It's almost hard to feel like you can't breathe. And if you don't pay attention to it or if you don't know where to place those feelings... If you've never admitted to yourself that that's what that caused. Like, I know that my dad not being as present as I would like him to be in my childhood caused me to date the type of men that I dated. I know that I sometimes attach myself to men that are emotionally unavailable Hmm. in one way or another. Hmm. Um... That is something that another adult brought to my attention. Shout out to MTB. Uh, <laughs> um, but my father was never really emotionally available, all up until when he died. 
I think the most emotion I ever saw um, with my dad was when we told him that my stepmom died, which was two weeks prior to him dying. And he couldn't wrap his head around it. Uh, my dad also was dealing with dementia. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, but my dad was also dealing with like the later stages of dementia and um, a lot of other things. And it was almost like every morning he almost forgot. And he would say, oh, man, she's really gone. Mm. And I was shook because, you know, anyways. But <laughs> seeing him actually emote was insane for me and it was heartbreaking for me it was a lot um but it's hard to rationalize certain things it's hard to bring yourself through certain things when you don't know how to communicate emotionally because people will think that you don't care or that it's not important or you know for you you will think, how can he just be okay? And they're not. They're, it really boils down to they're not. I saw a meme the other day, and it said, black dads don't say sorry. They just love the hell out of their grandkids. And <laughs> I was like, when my dad thought I was pregnant with my daughters, he was livid. Called me names like it was some of the most terrible shit. And that was also an episode, I think it was two that I had to talk about, so maybe it was four. But after my kids got here, I have videos and pictures, and he was just astonished by them. I mean, Man. would light up, loved on them so hard. Aaron, Levi, come tell me what you're doing. How are things going? What's going on with your school? Came to my son's football games. Wanted to come to see Levi do her fencing. Like, always so involved, so into it, so, like, he loved on his grandbabies. I look at I look at my, my niece mm-hmm. and my nephew, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, watching him with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, nigga. Yeah. That's my love. <laughs> I was like, are you the same person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You deadbeat? Yeah. But yeah. you want to be? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. what we're doing? Okay. Like, the people, yeah. <laughs> like, the, 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 the grandfather that my children knew, like, give my son a kiss on the head or the lips, like, hugging on him, like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but Aaron said some shit out of pocket, and my dad like, oh, it's fine. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? We ain't gonna move them. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. What are you saying to me right now? Um, but it was like I could feel that it was his way of showing me that, like, mm-hmm. I love you, like, it's okay. And like towards the end of his life, and at that time again, I didn't know that it was the end of my dad's life. So, um, he went out of his way to tell me how proud he was, and he never really did that, like. No matter what I did, he never really said that he was proud of me. And, like, the last maybe four or five months of his life, he just would call me and ask me about my job and just tell me how proud he was and how good I was doing as a mom and how he was so impressed with the kids' manners and how they were growing. And I don't know if he felt like he was—I I don't know. But um, it's so important that we allow people— the space to grow and heal and become better because even our adults 
are working through their own traumas. Mm-hmm. And we have the tools of um, therapy. And we have the tools of written out what communication, like your communication language and love language and like all this stuff that has been actualized and typed out and shown to us that they didn't have. They were just bumping their heads and trying to keep their heads above water. And my parents were old. So my dad was born in 1945. So at the same time, he's dealing with like racism. He was born in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a whole other level of yeah. life that we don't even <laughs> like. You could be killed for drinking at the wrong water. Like things like that. Both mm-hmm. my parents were born in New Orleans in that time period. Do you know what I'm saying? And moving to Seattle and still in Magnolia when there it was a sundown town when still they were living in a red line district where only black people were allowed to live in a certain area which is the CD but they don't want us to be there now but that's another conversation (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know another layer of trauma that they had to live through that they didn't have the Black Lives Matter movement well they had the civil rights movement and they had a lot of other, a lot more, um, I don't want to say civilized, but a lot more um, structured things of that nature. So that pushed us to get to a place where we were, where we could be where we are now. But like, that's a different level of trauma. Yeah. That's a different level of things that they had to go through and understand. And I think a lot of the times because we're so quote unquote evolved that we forget that they too are dealing with daddy issues or they too are dealing with mama wasn't there issues or mama wasn't a nurturer or whatever the case may be. They too are dealing with maybe I had this kid when I wasn't ready to have a kid. And so I had to maneuver my life around. So now when I look at you, I look at my failures. That's something that I had to deal with. I think the most important thing out of like all of this mm-hmm. is really understanding like you have to allow people to be in their own space. Yeah. Um, I know with me, like, forgiving him for not being there, it was just like, okay, you know what? Like, you're you're present in your own space. However you operate, I have nothing to do with that. Yeah. I can't make up your mind. Yeah. So it's like now, like I said, I, I see him with my niece and my nephew, his grandkids, and I'm like, you're a totally different person. Yeah. But that's who you are. So I can't do anything about that. I can't fix anything that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. All I can do is accept you for who you for are. For what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, like I'm okay with that. Now you have to be on those same terms. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. How, like, how do you feel? Yeah. Because like we have to have that conversation and I don't think anybody has ever challenged him in that way. Um especially his wife. That's another can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some, some, somebody has to challenge this man. Yeah. Because he is he is an alpha. Mhm. So am I. My dad's very much so. Yeah. So it's like who's going to talk to you? Like Who's going to sit you down and say, hey, you know what? These are things that you need to talk about. Nobody's ever done that to him. And also, it has to be somebody that he respects at that level. Because if you do it, he's not going to listen to you. Because you're his kid. So, alpha mentality, go be a child somewhere. 
right? Um, no, <laughs> nigga, you're talking to me. And then <laughs> if someone came to you with that energy, as you said, because you guys are so much alike, how would you respond to it? So again, <laughs> we're going to wrap up because I literally have a plane to catch. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, um, that was emotional work. <laughs> Hey, you cried too. A little, just yeah. a smidge. I, but a I little, seen your eyes little, gloss over a little bit. I seen a little thug tear. What? You had to look away. I seen you had to look away. It's okay. You wanted to cry yeah. with me? Hey, it's okay. I, I love you too. It's okay. Thug tears. It's okay. Thug tears. <laughs> um, there's a thing that I do with it in all my shows, in all my episodes, and um, it's just a, it's a closing question. So I need you to tell me one thing in your life that you would keep, one thing in your life that you would stop, and one thing in your life that you want to change. Whoa. <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Um, keep, stop, change. One thing I would keep. Um, damn. I mean, honestly, you can definitely just say me. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's a keep. That's a keep. That's a keep. <laughs> This is a package deal at this point. At this point, honestly. Yeah, at this point, it's a package here. deal. At this point, um, so keep, yeah, I'm keeping you. <laughs> you can't say me. It has yeah. to, that's, oh, I can't. I mean, but you said I could. You can definitely keep me. Okay. But I'm saying, right. you know. All right. Um, my optimism. <laughs> yes, that's, that's so uh, good. That's so good. Um, what I would give away is my anxiety. Mm. Um, I I got to learn how to deal with that better. Okay. Um, and change. Um, my, I guess, communication with people. Mm. Um, I feel like I can do better. Mm. Don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignoring all your calls now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. That, that was amazing. So you said you would keep me. Um <laughs> Obviously, he said, keep me. And then he said his optimism, which I feel like I'm a huge part of your optimism. So there's that. Um, <laughs> he said he would try to stop his anxiety, which we all know is we all experience some sorts of anxiety. And so you are not alone in that friend. Um, and another thing that you said you would change, and that is your communication and how you choose to communicate with people. And I think those are all huge things. And I think it's amazing how you've taken the time to even like be able to answer those questions in a way that that makes sense. And I think a lot of other people can identify with that. So with that being said, um, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come onto the show with me. Uh, I know I've been bothering you this whole trip about this, so um, thank you for taking it seriously. And <laughs> thank you for bearing your heart with not just myself, but with, um, I don't know, I haven't really figured out what I want to call them. I always say come and get your wings, but I don't know what I want to call my listeners yet. So I'll be reaching out to you guys, asking you what you would want to be called very soon. But thank you for like bearing your soul and being yeah. vulnerable enough to share that with people and I think that this will be um really helpful for a lot of men um I think sometimes it's hard to say things but it's easy to champion someone else saying it so you giving it a face and a voice that um they can identify with 
is so important. And so I'm so grateful that this is a space and a podcast that doesn't just give voices to black women because, you know, y'all are superheroes. Um, I'm so glad that I have created a space that is for uh, black voices and black male voices to come and be heard and be seen. So thank you for being um, a catalyst and a vessel for that. That is so important to me. Everyone, this has been episode eight daddy issues thank you so much (laughs) for coming thank you so much for listening i love you all so much again episode eight this is michaela i am your host this is the memoirs on winging it podcast thank you for coming to get your wings Welcome to what this is.